So a number of years ago, um, my son Ben and I realized that we hadn't seen each other in years. Like, we had been together on FaceTime, of course, but we hadn't actually been in the same place, in the same room, because he had gone to China to study when he was in college, and then he, he studied in, um, in Taiwan, and then decided to just stay in Taiwan. And so we were both kind of feeling this ache to, to, uh, to be together. And so we made this, this exciting plan that we were gonna take this pilgrimage and take two weeks to go all the way across uh, the country of Costa Rica. And so I'm like, okay, we gotta have a plan. Where are we gonna start? Where are we gonna end? What are we gonna do? We gotta make reservations for stuff. And Ben was like, dad, he says, we don't need a plan. He says, let's just get to San Jose. If we get to, we get to San Jose and people will tell us what to do. And I'm like, oh, all right. I mean, he's a world traveler, so I'm trusting him. And, you know, sure enough, I mean, he was exactly right. Just on the plane over there from uh, Atlanta to San Jose, I'm sitting by a woman from Seattle and she knows Costa Rica like the back of her hand. I mean, it was crazy. Um, so um, we, we start on this journey, uh, we end up in the, I don't know, the directional uh, lingo, but, but, but we're down near Panama. And Ben was looking at the map and was like, Dad, I want to go to this little island in Panama. And I'm like, Panama? He was like, yeah, we need to go into Panama. I was like, okay. And so uh, we go into Panama and, and we go to this little island and it was amazing. And, and then we're coming back. And so we're in the immigration line in Panama, uh, about to cross the border back into Costa Rica. And so we're standing in this line and, and I noticed this couple in front of me. Um, I discovered that they weren't a couple. Like, like I wasn't eavesdropping or anything. I was just listening to their conversation. Um, he was from Switzerland and she was from Chicago. And she, she was saying she got a round trip ticket from Chicago to San Jose for $230. I'm like, that's sweet. Didn't say it to them, just said it to myself. Um, anyway, this guy, uh, he seemed to be a little off kilter and, and he was nervous and it was just it was just like he was lost and um, and, and didn't really know what to do and well uh, after that we're, we're we're crossing the border Ben and I and there's the Switzerland guy and so we get him to take our picture so I got a picture of us standing on the border of, of uh, Costa Rica and Panama and now we're in the immigration line um, on the Costa Rica side well, on the Costa Rica side you've got to fill out this long form it just seemed to to be a little bit more organized and, and there was the guy and he's really confused and his problem was that on the Panama side uh, he bought this ticket from some guy and paid a little extra for the bus ticket to San Jose because this guy's promising that he won't have to wait in line and that the driver will be over there and um, he, he didn't know about this form and he didn't know about the time and we're in this long line um, and, and he had just decided, you know what, I've been tricked. That was that's this big mistake. And all of a sudden, there's the girl from Chicago. And she walks up to him and he kind of explains his, his dilemma. And she's like, no, 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 you're going to be fine. Um, everything's going to be okay. Um, she had been here before. She had done this before. And she says, I'll tell you what, I'll wait for you on the other side um, and, and, and make sure that it goes well. Well, finally, you know, the, the line moves and we're all over there and, um, and it turned out good. It all worked out good. His driver was there. He was, he was already paid. We ended up, all of us, uh, being on this same bus, five-hour trip uh, to San Jose. And I was just amazed um, how a total stranger in need, um, someone else comes to their aid. It seems like there's always somebody needing help. 
and there's always somebody there to help. You know, I, I think about um, this pilgrimage that we're on. You know, we call it our, our faith journey. And God calls us and, 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 and gets us moving. And, you know, sometimes we need that girl from Chicago. And then there are other times when God needs us to be the girl from Chicago. Well, our, our text uh, t- today um, uh, from, from, from John's Gospel, it's embedded in the context of, of pilgrimage. Um, in, in John eleven fifty five, uh, we heard it read um, earlier. Uh, it said, Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover uh, to purify themselves. So, it's the Passover festival that people from all over were coming to. Uh, the Passover um, was one of the three pilgrimage festivals that the, the, the Jewish people had. It was the Passover, the Festival of Weeks, and the, and, and the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Festival of Tabernacles. And uh, the deal was, is, is that um, every Jewish male, those three times a year, had to travel to Jerusalem, had to pilgrimage, uh, Uh, to the temple. Now, you read about it in Deuteronomy chapter 16. It says, Observe the month of Abib by keeping the Passover for the Lord your God, for in the month of Abib the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night. You shall offer the Passover sacrifice for the Lord your God from the flock and the herd at the place that the Lord will choose as a dwelling for His name. You must not eat it with anything leavened. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread with it, the bread of affliction, because you came out of the land of Egypt in great haste, so that all the days of your life you may remember the day of your departure from the land of Egypt. I just thought that was just really cool. Like God initiates this pilgrimage for God's people. And that every year they're, they're t- to journey uh, to this place uh, that, that God will choose, where God's name will be. And uh, so that you can remember the day of your departure. Like, it, remember the day that, that it, it all began and, and that, that God uh, got things going. And then, and then that part about this location, like where is it that we're going? Um, what, what is the goal of, of our pilgrimage? Um, it's that place that the Lord will, will choose. Um, and and in, the, uh, in, in the book of Exodus, in Exodus chapter 25, there's this story where God says to Moses, um, tell the people of Israel, um, I, I want you to build me a sanctuary. And that was the tabernacle. That was, that was the tent. Um, build uh, this sanctuary um, and, and that's where, where we'll meet. It, it's a place where the Lord can dwell. And so the, the, the Hebrew word for tent is mishkan. And it literally means uh, the dwelling. So when, when it's mishkan Yahweh, it's the dwelling of the Lord. Um, it's, it's the tabernacle. It's that place where God and God's people uh, would meet. Uh, I like calling it the, the rendezvous tent. And so in our story, where everybody uh, is coming to Jerusalem for this pilgrimage festival of Passover, they're coming to the temple. That's the significance 
of the temple. It's where God is. It's God's dwelling place. And so that's why everybody's going there. So Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. It's the, uh, the Passover, one of the pilgrimage festivals. And he goes to Bethany six days before the Passover. Now, I know that we've talked about this before. So you know that I believe Jesus goes to Bethany because he needs a friend. Now, you could argue he's with his disciples. He's surrounded by friends. But when you look real close at the story, it doesn't take long to figure out that the disciples are kind of clueless. They really don't understand what's going on. But Mary seems to completely get it, like when nobody else can comprehend. It always takes me back to the famous dinner party story that Luke tells in his gospel. Um, Mary and her sister Martha and their brother Lazarus. Uh, Jesus is the honored guest in their home. And, and maybe you're familiar with the story. There's a little tension in the family. Martha is just really, really working hard to make this a special, a special moment. Um, Mary's not helping in the kitchen. She's sitting at Jesus' feet. And she's listening. And, and you know, that's what friends do. When you stop long enough to listen, you begin to understand. Maybe you're better able to, to uh, be a companion on the journey. So in our text for today, it's kind of this awkward moment. They're, they're in Lazarus and Martha and Mary's home again, and they're having dinner again, and they're all sitting at the table or reclining at the table, and Mary comes with this really expensive ointment, and she gets down on the floor, and she starts anointing Jesus' feet with this expensive ointment and using her hair. Um, Judas gets a little bit out of shape. Um, learn that Judas is a thief, and he doesn't particularly care about people. Cares about the money. And Jesus says, Leave her alone. She has bought this for the day of my burial. Now, that's pretty deep. She knew what was going on. And so I wonder if that Thursday night, when all of Jesus' disciples deserted him and fled and left him all alone, I wonder if he could still smell it. I wonder if, if when he was in the jail or when the, the guards were beating him and mocking him and spitting on him, I wonder if the perfume's fragrance was still in the air. I, I wonder if on that Friday, when he's hanging on the cross and he, he looks to the sky and cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, I wonder if he could smell it then. And I wonder, and I find myself even hoping that Jesus knew that he wasn't completely alone. My son Ben, we're in Panama and he's looking at the map and he says, I want to go find this beach. He says, I think that would be really cool. And I'm like, okay. And so we just strike out walking. We didn't have a whole lot. I'm wearing flip flops. Um, 12 miles of walking is what it ended up being. But we found this beach and it was amazing. It was wild really. There were no people anywhere. We felt like we were the only two people on the planet uh, the, the waves were wild, there was, there was um, forest to the left of us as, as we were walking along the beach. And Ben sees this coconut tree, and so he climbs up this tree like a monkey, and he gets this coconut, 
and throws it down and then he starts trying to open this coconut with a rock and beating it on the tree. Next thing I know, there's a guy just standing right there at the edge of the woods uh, and the sand and he's holding a machete. It was kind of creepy. But the guy was like, hey, y'all need help opening that coconut. And so he just kind of like a professional coconut opener uh, has it open and cracked for us and, and Ben and I each have a half a coconut. And the next thing I know, we're just sitting in hammocks, eating wild coconut, uh, watching the wild waves. It was awesome. You know, I think sometimes we find ourselves in unfamiliar territory or, or maybe with obstacles in the way and we need the help from a friend or, or maybe even a stranger. And there's my friend Nick. He told me that, that this path would lead me to, to Main Street. So I know where I am. And that's a good thing uh, because I've got places to go and I've got stuff to do. I've got to keep moving. <laughs>